Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, other words she's implying. Where I've been, while my world has been dying. Lord, teach me how to pray. None my will, all my plans or the way that I walk. I'm so tired, my hands in the way. So reveal to these eyes the truth heart of my father today. Lord, teach
Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is our, I guess this is our Wednesday night. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Wednesday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host for the night, Sean Holmberg. Uh, so for the next hour, we're going to uh, get into some prayer. Um, tonight we'll spend some time in worship. Um, I think we're going to get into the um, book of Colossians. Tonight, that could always change um, depending on what the Holy Spirit does. So, if you um, need a prayer request, um, need prayer for anything whatsoever, um, you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com or you can call us at 619 638 
Well, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is Prayer International Radio. Um, Father God, Lord, tonight, for everybody saying, every person who's listening, Father, Lord, I pray that you pour out a spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, in the knowledge of you, Father, that you would open the eyes of their hearts, that they would be flooded with light. Father, that you would give them strength in their inward man through your spirit, Father. That you would pour out upon them the knowledge of the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, Father. That you would quicken their understanding, Father. Lord, give them revelation into your nature, into your character, Father, into your loving kindness, Father. Lord, give them revelation into the riches of your grace and your mercy that you have poured out into our lives, Father. Lord, that you're to reveal to us the desires of your will for us, Lord, for those who are around us, Father, that we can walk fully pleasing you, Father, led not by our flesh, but by our spirit, Father, led not by the desires of our own flesh, Father, our own expectations, our own plans, and our own purposes, Father, but that we could walk according to your will, Father, hearing your voice clearly, Father, that we could hear your voice and know what is your will and your plan for our lives. Father, if there's anybody out there, Lord, who has any sickness, any infirmity, any disease, whatever it is, Father, it doesn't matter because your word escapes. Your word declares that by your stripes, Jesus, we're healed. Father, you also said that if we ask anything in your name, that you would do it. You said all your promises are yes and amen, that you're not a man, that you should lie. Father, so we stand gathered together, Father, in your most holy name, Lord. Declaring that your word is true, Father. Eternal. Father, asking for all these, Lord, who have some need from you, Lord. Father, that in the name of Jesus Christ, you would heal every sickness. In the name of Jesus. Father, they would be completely and totally restored by your power. In the name of Jesus, Father. That the lame, the lame legs would be made whole again, Father. That you'd give them the abilities to walk, Father. Father, for those who may be deaf, Father, give them the ability to hear, Father. Those who cannot see, Father, that you would open their eyes up even for the first time, Lord. Father, you would move every disease like cancer, Father. Completely and totally remove it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, every headache, every muscle issue. Every bone infirmity, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we command that the power of devil is no more, that he has no authority in this earth, Father. Lord, you said your kingdom come. Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. Not as a prayer, but as a declaration, Father, that Jesus has taken the keys of death, hell, and the grave, Father. That he has 
become victorious over the enemy, Lord, that he has set us free and declared that we are no longer captives, but we are children adopted into the family of heaven, Father, as your word declares that we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with us, <laughs> excuse me, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. <clears throat> Forgive me, I'm still getting over a um, cold. Father, reveal to him every single person listening, Father, the depth of your love, the depth of your mercy, the depth of your forgiveness. Father, reveal to them the plans that you have for their lives, Lord. You send a man on plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps, and the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Father, we know that we have a purpose in you, Father. Number one, to have fellowship with you above all else, Lord. Father, that you would reveal to our hearts through your Holy Spirit, those things that you desire for us. So we're going to go into a few more minutes of worship, and then we're going to probably get in, I think we're going to get into the book of Colossians. I could be wrong. Um, So we will um, spend a little more time worshiping and we'll just go from there. And all who are thirsty And all who are weak Come to the fountain And if you are
worship your voice and ask for his presence. Deep, 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 deep,
deep cries out too deep in the middle of the night as deep cries out too deep we want nothing else as deep cries out too deep sing come lord jesus come lord jesus come you're Well, um, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're going to do a change, and instead of going into Colossians, we're going to go into Hebrews, and over the course of the next uh, few weeks, um, I'm going to attempt to do uh, go through the entire book of Hebrews. Hebrews is um, a pretty deep and amazing book filled with mysteries and um, revelations into the nature of Christ Jesus. And to give a brief introduction, um, historically, no one positively knows who wrote the book of Hebrews. Um, Most people assume it was written by Paul. Um, Some of the way it's written um, seems like it came from Paul. has the same flow to it, but... um, no one, the book itself doesn't give an author. Paul, in most of his books, usually said, started saying that it was from Paul. Um, the book of Hebrews doesn't. Um, the, almost the entire book of Hebrews is um, related to the Lord Jesus Christ, to his character, to his nature, to his purpose, to the vast differences between um, the new covenant and the old covenant. The old covenant being the sacrifice of bulls and goats, um, the priests having to go in once a year to offer sacrifices for the sins of the people, and as opposed to, in these last times, the Lord Jesus Christ himself coming in the flesh and offering himself as the final sacrifice um, before the Lord, becoming um, our high priest in heaven, our intercessor, our redeemer. So you have to understand that Jesus has always been God from before the creation of the earth um, through all, all of eternity, God. Um, it's one of those mysteries that in a few places the Bible tries to understand, but there's no specifics and you know, one of the scriptures we used last night, um, the Bible, he said that my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And there's a great many things that the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, reveals to us about his character and his nature. And then there's those things which 
are almost beyond comprehension, beyond understanding, um, hard for our human mind um, to, I mean, to wrap our minds around. One example of that, um, just to give you um, a synopsis of the difference between God and men, is that we, um, as men, or including women, um, talking to all of you out there, we usually try to associate anybody with being a he or a she. But, you know, the Bible doesn't specifically say that God's a man, that he's a woman. He's God. Um, he said that we were made in his image, but doesn't flat out say that he's a he, he's God. Um, and it's hard for us to wrap our mind around God. It's also hard for us to wrap our mind around the thought that it says that he is in an unapproachable light. Um, it's something we read about in the Bible. We try to picture it in our minds. But the actual, what it's actually like to stand in the presence of the most holy God. Who has no beginning who has no end, who always was and always will be, an unapproachable light. You know, Jesus said no one has seen the Father at any time except for the Son. No one except for the Son. But we will all stand before him in the end with our intercessor, Jesus Christ, being there. And there's these things we try to wrap our mind around, and one of those things is the deity and the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, we, we've all read the scriptures where it says that Jesus, who was God, took on the form of a man, became flesh, and dwelt among us. In the book of John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God from the beginning. Colossians says all things were made through him. Um, it says all things are held in place by him. Everything revolving around the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I've heard it explained, that, and I guess a good way to explain it is that Jesus was always God, even when he was on, on earth. Always God. You know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, Peter chopped off the ear of one of the guards who came out against Jesus. And Jesus said, do you not think I'd call however many legions of angels at my side if I wanted to, which he could have. But he chose to live in human restrictions, to become our model, to show us what is possible when we're walking in the Spirit. You know, the Bible says that Jesus didn't do anything unless he heard it from his father. And he awaited for his father to tell him what to do before he did it, um, never doing what he wanted to do, um, as, as it were, um, but yielding his will to the father. He said, I've come to do the will of him who sent me. And at any point in time, he could have not gone to the cross. He could have said, no, I'm not going to do this today. 
Um, he could have just said, I'm done, I'm going to leave and come back to heaven. But it said he didn't. It said he endured the cross, despising the shame. This is for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He even prayed and asked the Father. He said, if there's any way, any way, Father, that we can do this another way, that all these people of yours can be saved. Any other way besides me getting on the cross, let, let's do it. And then he said, but not my will, but your will be done. Because what he had done, no one has ever done, no one ever will do, is taking upon all of the sin of the world. From the first person to the last person, taking it upon himself and dying on the cross, becoming sin so that sin could be put to death, that we could have redemption through his blood. As it says, the forgiveness of sins, that we could stand pure and holy and righteous before the Lord. The Bible says he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. We have been declared perfect before the Father of heaven. We have been deemed righteous in the presence of the most holy God, not by our works, not by our good deeds, because the Bible says our our good deeds, our righteousness is like filthy wrath. And he was the only one who was ever righteous, but we've been declared righteous through him. So the book of Hebrews starts off, and it says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, you know, up until the time of Pentecost, up until the time of the ministry of Jesus, um, it wasn't as it is now where, as he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Now it was that there was few men who live righteously and to an extent. And, you know, they, the spirit of God would come upon them and they would prophesy. And there would be few people who'd be the mouthpieces for the Lord God. Not everybody, though. And so there would be these prophets who would go around and declaring the word of the Lord to kings and to nations and the people. And so for people to hear a word from the Lord, you need you to find one of these prophets. But in these last days, he has poured out his spirit upon all flesh so that all men had access through the Lord Jesus Christ, by the, through the Holy Spirit, to have access into the presence of God, to have access to the Father. It says, come bully, says, and grace in which you're accepted in the time of need. It says he has made a way through his flesh, the veil of the temple. They used to stand between, um, there was an inner temple, and I mean, there was the um, this temple in the Old Testament. Um, I'll have to put a, um, picture of it on our website um, but there was the one spot where in the very center called the Holy of Holies the most holy place where one priest would go in once a year and that was it just the one person and it had to be of the one particular tribe of Aaron but one person once a year would go in there and that was it the presence of God would be in that room and that was it and um, but when, on, when Jesus was crucified upon the cross the little temple was torn into there was a huge earthquake and everybody had access from that point forward. Um, 
and the Holy Spirit came as Jesus declared and gave us the ability to know the heart of God, to be able to converse with the most holy God. Um, it says, God is at various times and in various ways spoken in times past to the fathers and to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son. Today I have begotten you, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all of the angels of God worship him. But of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever. And ever, a scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, you Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they, the angels, not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So you have to, um, and I know this is pretty quick, um, because we're already pretty much out of time and um one person in the chat room hey there um so i didn't get much time to get into this but you know i'll try to continue this um tomorrow or friday um i want to over the next couple of weeks go through the book of hebrews with you go into the difference between um the old covenant and the new covenant and the difference between you know, man's ability to do things for himself as opposed to the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has already done. You know, we continually, at times as humans, it's our very nature to try to save ourselves, to try to come up with our own solutions to problems and issues. The biggest one of those being sin. And, you know, it says later in the book of Hebrews, for the blood of bulls and goats could never remove sin. It could never purge sin. All it could do is sort of like covered up a little bit but what he's done in these last days is he has come in the form of a man and he has once for all destroyed the power of the devil he has once for all broken the power of satan 
and removed sin and, you know, crucified it in his flesh so that we are no longer bound by it, so that we no longer have to walk being subject to bondage and has granted us eternal life. And this Jesus, who was God, became man, died on the cross for our sins, and then has ascended back to heaven and sat down at the right hand of his Father in heaven, where he lives forever at the right hand of the Father. And this is the God we serve. We don't serve a a God who, Jesus, who is in a manger. We don't serve a Jesus who's up on the cross. We serve a resurrected Jesus who on the third day rose from the dead because death itself could not hold him. And he has become victorious. And in whatever situation you're facing, he is victorious. Whatever problems has arisen in your life, whatever mountain it is, it doesn't matter because he is victorious. And he's not only our Savior, he's our Lord, he's our Master. And we give him complete and total control. We submit to him because he has obtained a victory in your life. So this is um, Career International. We're going to run out of time. I've barely gotten to get into this. Um, so we'll have to take it back up. If you need prayer, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And um, how much time we have? We have less than five minutes. So in our five minutes, you know, let me point this out really fast if I can in the next five minutes. You know, we're talking about the difference about who Jesus really is. You know, this Jesus Christ, all God, all the power of God in the flesh, walking on this earth so that he could be a faithful minister. He could be a faithful high priest to us. Looked at his disciples and he said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. This Jesus wants to be friends with you. So I want you to think about that. That God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, who right now is seated at the right hand of the Father, said that he wants to be friends, that he considers us friends. He wants a relationship. He wants intimacy. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No matter where you're at, he's right there listening. If you need prayer, um, give us a call, email us, and we'll be more than happy to pray with you. And we will be back. Um, my wife actually is going to be um, – teaching tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. We may get on a little bit um, later than that. And we will see you, everybody, later. We'll be praying for you.